Well, greetings again on the wonderful, awesome, majestic name of Jesus Christ. What a great time to be in the presence of the Lord. What a great time to be alive. We are living in a day when we are going to see the power and the hand of God like never before. I want to greet you. I want to greet you, church. I want to greet you, people and family in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. I believe that God has a seasoned word for us in this series that we are busy with right now as we are speaking about trials and we are speaking about faith on trial. And we know that God has a plan and a purpose in everything that we endure. We just completed the first message of the series titled that the title of the message was that we need to count it all joy you know that when we face trials many times we joy is the is one of the last things that we want to count it all we want to we want to have a smooth sailing life we want to have a life that is easy not filled with trials or not filled with anything and many of us sometimes are caught up in that type of mindset and in that type of lifestyle or that type of thought pattern and sometimes we we don't understand that god has a plan and a purpose in anything or in everything that we are going through god is busy shaping you and molding you for your destiny if only you knew what god had in store for you and then you would begin to you begin to relax and begin to go through what God has intended for you to go through today we're going to focus on this subject today is to know is to know as we look at James chapter 1 and verse 3 we're going to speak about to knowing knowing having an understanding mind having an understanding mind so knowing knowing the purpose of your trial will then help you now to endure through the difficult seasons of life knowing that God is busy shaping you for his glory shaping you for your purpose shaping you and molding you for your destiny and that is what God is busy with us hallelujah sometimes when you have just come to that place in your life where you thought you have just arrived you have thought you have just come into the place of breakthrough into the place of blessing and suddenly you just go through another trial or through another thing and when you just thought you have arrived at your breakthrough you face another challenge and that's what some of our lives has been all about and we believe that God has a purpose in our pain and that God has a purpose in what we are going through. So child of God, this message is to encourage you to encourage you to pray when you're going through difficulties pray when you're going through hardships pray because in the midst of everything that you are facing god is busy shaping you for his glory and when you know the purpose of what god is getting why why you are going through what you are going through you will then come to a place where you will then begin to rest in the midst of your trial begin to rest in the midst of your circumstances and so today, as we look at James chapter 1 and verses 3, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. That is the New Living Translation. Now, when we look at the word endurance, when we look at, at this very word endurance, there are several different translations to this particular word. We look at the word endurance, we find the word patience, we find the word steadfastness, we find this different meanings and this different translations which just brings the different um, synonyms to the very same word. And it's so exciting to understand that what God is trying to say to us. There's another translation that really caught my attention while busy preparing this particular portion of scripture. And I love this particular teaching and it has really been a, a, a great one. Let's look at the book in, in the message Bible, the message 
Bible. It says, consider, now look at verse 2 and verse 3 we're going to look at. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges comes at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Now, I like that. I like that. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. That is from verses 2 to 4. But I love this. Listen to, listen to verses 3. It says, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and it shows your true colors. That is when we find that what we really do believe in and what we really confess, is it really true? You know, many a times people have faith when they are not going through something. Or many a times we call something um, we call something amazing. Or we, we maybe boast about how good our marriage is and how good or maybe our marriage is. And we say how good it is. And sometimes when you're just facing trials of some sort, and then sometimes we begin to hate the other person or begin to hate our spouse, begin to hate somebody. And sometimes when you, when you or maybe times when you're going through some challenges, before you go on, go on to the challenge, you never knew you know that the strength of your faith is like for example Peter before Jesus went through the, the the place of the cross Peter said you know I will never leave you I will not leave you no matter what happens even if all forsakes you I will never leave you but though Jesus said to Peter you know what Peter I've already prayed for you I've already prayed for you Satan is gonna sift you he's gonna sift you but I've already prayed for you. I've already prayed for you. Now, sometimes we meet people and Jesus said, you will deny me. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said, I will never. And then the moment of testing came. And when the test came, Peter was found wanting. That's many times when we find ourselves in comfortable, comfortable places, not going through difficulties. You know, we can always boast about what we would have done. It's for example, you have not been through certain tests. And when people go through these tests, you sometimes say, you know, if, if I was David, I would have done this. If I was Joseph, I would have done that. If I was Job, I would have done this or that. If I was Peter, I would have not done this or that. You know, but when you faced with this particular test and when you are going through these particular storms, you then begin to realize that it's not so easy like you just thought you could just say it and it will just go well, you know. And so we come to this place that we need to understand. And um, the most important thing is that when you are called of God and God has a great plan for your life, you need to understand that things are going to come your way. And this is what we're going to focus on today is that we know. And when you know, you will then treat circumstances and the challenges of life differently. And that is my focus today and I pray that God will bless us as we dig into this word. One of the stories that caught my attention while busy preparing this particular portion of scripture or looking into this particular text was a story I re read of a man and the title of the story is Shaped for Glory. During the Great Depression, a good man lost his job, exhausted his savings and forfeited his home. His grief was multiplied by the sudden death of his precious wife. The only thing he had left was his faith and it was beginning to weaken. One day he was, come, he was passing by the neighborhood looking for work. He stopped to watch some men who were doing the stonework on a church building. One of these men was skillful chiseling a triangular piece of rock, not seeing a spot where it would fit. He asked, where are you going to put that? The man pointed toward the top of the building and said, See that little opening up near the spire? That is where it goes. I'm shaping it down here so it will fit up there. 
Some of you are going through terrible troublesome times. You may be experiencing some heartbreaking sorrow, or perhaps you are enduring some painful physical illness. The blows of the hammer and chisel hurt, but hold on to your faith. The blows of the hammer and chisel might feel like God is breaking me, but hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. These difficulties will not get you down. They are only temporary. Glory is coming. It is the harsh blows to the outward man that often brings the greatest strength to the inner man. I'm going to say that again. It's usually the harsh blows to the outward man that often brings the, the greatest strength to the inner man. When we look at people that have survived some great trials and some great things, when they look back right now, they understand that I'm only so strong because of what God has allowed me to go through. Some of us would not have been able to stand in the place of blessing and breakthrough, wasn't it for what God allowed us to experience in our lives. And we need to understand that we need to keep praying we need to keep praying keep believing the master has to do some shaping of us down here so that we will fit in up there there's a place that god has for you god is about to do a great thing in the church in these days god is about there's a mighty mighty move of god coming child of god god is shaping you for your place in the kingdom god is shaping you for your place in the greatest revivals that is about to hit planet earth the greatest soul we things that we are about to do for the kingdom of God. We have all been going through the shaping, the molding, the battering and the hammering. Therefore, Paul said, you know, even though I'm hard pressed on every side, I'm not crushed. Though I'm perplexed, I'm not in despair. I'm persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but I'm not destroyed. We need to understand this. We need to have the mindset of a person that goes to the gym. When you go to the gym, you don't usually start with the heavy weights. You begin to start with lighter weights. And as you begin to get used to the weights, you then progress to heavier weights, heavier weights, heavier weights. And it takes time to get to that place. It takes a couple of months. But when you get to that place, you begin to press heavier. And usually you find these guys that come to the gym for the first time and they think they can pick up something. And then they find themselves looking for help. You hear the voice in the background. Help. Yup, yup, you know, they're looking for some yup, they're looking for some assistance and at times people get injured because of not understanding that it's a process, it's a process and that's what sometimes happens in the church, you know, and that's what sometimes happens with some young ministers, they think they can just step up to the call, just do something and don't realize that what awaits them. Sometimes, you know, you look at the glitz and the glamour and you don't understand there there was some hammering. There was some chiseling that took place before somebody mounted that level of glory, that level of the anointing, that place today where they stand with full confidence in God, but you don't understand they were chiseled down here so they could fit up there. Therefore, you need to go through the chiseling, child of God. You need to go through the chiseling. You need to go through the chiseling. And that is why we find that as you begin to progress in the 
weightlifting. You need to understand that, that as you increase in strength, there is no increase in strength without resistance and opposition. And that is how we come to the place of endurance. We need to go through this physicality and we need to go through this working. And when we come to this place where there is strength, with, there, there can be no strength without resistance and opposition, as I said. And so we go through this where God is busy making us and busy molding us and getting us into that place where we will now have the strength and the tenacity to stand in the day of trouble. So the question that we ask ourselves today, what do Christians know that make it easier for them to face trials and benefit from them? What do they know? We need to understand that faith is always tested. Faith is always tested. When God called Abraham to live by faith, he tested him in order to increase his faith. Now, we all receive a measure of faith according to the word of God. And when we go through these different trials and we go through these different tests, it is all to increase our faith, to get us to new levels of faith. Because we need to grow in faith. We need to grow in faith until we come to the place where we have exceeding great faith. Or where we grow into the faith, where we walk in the spirit of faith, where we operate in the levels as we did that teaching on levels. If you need to get that teaching, you need to get that teaching on levels, where we grow in levels of faith. Now we look at a story on Abraham, which is the which is the father of faith. And let's look at how God tested Abraham to bring him to a new level of faith. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews 11 and verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Now let's go back and backtrack to the book of Genesis. God sent Abraham, he said, you know, I'm going to, you need to offer up your son and go to the place where I will show you, Mount Moriah. Abraham didn't know that. He went on a three-day journey, had no idea where he was going, and he now went as God commanded him. His faith was now on trial. His faith was on trial. And he said, and this is what it said in the book of Genesis 22, verses 16, 17, and 18. And the Bible says, and said by myself, I've sworn, says the Lord, for because you have done this thing, and have not withheld your son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you. He passed the test and look at the increase that came. Many of us don't know what it is to pass tests because we have not built resistance, we have not built endurance, we have not come to the place where we understand that faith and patience goes together. And therefore, every time when we go through the testing and trials of life, God tries to develop patience in us because that we will now lack nothing. That is the conclusion of this when we come to the next teachings, when we will focus on the next teachings, understanding certain purposes and certain things of why God has taken us through certain places in life. The Bible says, God said to Abraham, after he passed the test, I will bless you. Blessing always refers to increase. I will multiply. I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and as the sandwiches upon the seashore. This includes the church as well as for all time. This is a blessing that not only Abraham received, but went transgenerational. One thing that Abraham did caused these generations, which includes us, because the Bible says in the book of Galatians 3 verse 29, if we are in Christ, we are sons of Abraham. Come on, child of God. He did something that affected his generations. It is time that we become to the place where we become obedient 
to God and fulfill what God has in store for us, that our children will be affected and generations will be affected because of our obedience. And the Bible says, and your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Now we need to understand that this speaks of Jesus Christ defeating Satan and doing so by removing Satan's legal right to hold man in bondage. Which legal right is sin? Jesus did that at the cross of Calvary. And there the Bible says the gates of hell was torn down. The Bible says I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the Bible says in verses 18, In your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. The seed which is Jesus Christ. Because you have obeyed my voice. Obedience to the word of God is the requirement because Abraham you obeyed my voice your day your faith was on trial but you obeyed my voice come on somebody faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted God always tests us to bring the best out of us but Satan tempts us to bring out the worst in us listen to what Job said in the midst of Job's trial trauma and turmoil this is the words of job job 23 and verse 10 but he knows where i am going god knows where you are going god knows he can see your future he can see your future god knows the end in the beginning god knows that job was about to walk into double double blessing god saw it there was a there was a meeting there was a meeting concerning job god knew it job knew something job had some spiritual insight and therefore job said god knows the way i am going i cannot see it but he knows it god knows the plan for my life according to jeremiah 20 the plans God has for us is plans of good. Now God gives us the word of God as promises so that we can focus in the word of God and look at this, what God has in store for us. So Job says this amazing statement. Now we need to know Job is going through a seven month ordeal. Job is losing everything. But Job says this, but he knows where I am going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. Hear that. Job says, my faith will be pure. I will be pure. I would have accomplished. I would have passed the test. I would have passed the test and my faith test will now show the purity. Because remember now, Satan was tempting Job. And Job's test was that if God removes everything from Job, God will, Job will never serve God again. And that is what Satan's deal was with God. We will see why Job is serving you. Is Job serving you because of the blessing or Job serving you because he loves you? And many of us go through these testing lives. Sometimes we lose a job. Sometimes we lose a business deal or lose some money. And then our faith is on trial. And that is the time where our faith is tested. And we must know that God knows what he's doing and where we are going. And so when we have this faith now, we are being tested. We are being tested. We are being tested. We are being tested. It's so easy to love somebody when things are going easy. But difficulties come when test comes. When marital trials comes, do we still love? Do we still confess love? Or do we now confess hatred? Do we confess things that God is not pleased with? When we are going through good times in ministry, we confess that God is great. But what about the difficult times? What about the challenging times? What about the times when you are going through things and you now need to still declare that our God is great? Because truly our our God is greater. Our God is stronger. My God, 
my god we need to know this job even when we look at when we look at paul paul is encouraging the church you know he's saying to the philippian church it doesn't matter what you are going through now but remember that god will continue that which has started in you until the day of christ paul had this confidence man i pray that god will bless, bring us into a place where we have confidence in god god help us help your church help us your people that we will have this confidence in you god that we will know that we know that you will bring us through it it doesn't matter what we are going through what we are facing but we're gonna make it hallelujah praise be to god now we need to look at this a gem cannot be polished without friction nor can a man be perfected without trials a gem cannot be polished without friction nor can a man be perfected without trials the testing of our faith proves that we are truly born again the testing of our faith proves that we are truly born again. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Test works for us and not against us. Test works for us and not against us. The word, the word trying can be translated approval. The word trying can be translated as approval. And Peter helps us to understand this in 1 Peter 1 and verse 7. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire test and purifies gold. Through your faith, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise, glory, and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. There's a, there, there, there's a purpose in your pain. There's a purpose in your test. There's a purpose in your trial. Now come on, child of God. Let us not only confess good in the times when we have peace. Let us start speaking the word of God even in the time when we have trouble. Let us start doing the things that God wants us to do come on child of God come on child of God now listen to this a smelter knows the heat the gold can take so God also knows what we can be isn't that amazing God will never give you what you cannot be confirmation scripture 1st Corinthians 10 and verse 13 1st Corinthians 10 and verse 13 now this scripture reminds me about when people build things in this in this in this world when people build things they build usually a certain truck they call it a one tonner we know that according to the capacity of the truck the truck can load some things up to a certain amount of kilograms when people build certain machinery certain things it is built for that purpose if you, ex if you exceed that purpose you're gonna get into trouble you'll find a truck maybe breaking things are breaking even a car when you overload it things can break on that car because it has been built for a certain purpose and a certain capacity to carry therefore they give you the amount of kilograms a car can carry they give you a month of this you know things as they they put it on the onto onto the item they give you the item and they put it on the item this is the thing that this can carry this is the thing that that can carry and it gives you the capacity and we understand that when god puts us through some things god is actually revealing to us our capacity sometimes we do not know what we carry we do not know what we have until god puts us through some things and when we survive the storm we now understand that god saw something in me that i didn't see in myself listen to what paul says in first corinthians 10 verse 13 as he encourages the church encourages the church in coroneth paul says the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience and god is faithful 
He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Look at that. He will never give you what you cannot endure. God has given you whatever you are facing right now. If it's not self-inflicted trials, there are self-inflicted trials. People bring things upon themselves. But when God puts you through a test, when you go through a storm that has been orchestrated by God, then you need to understand God sees the capacity in you. God knows that you're going to make it. God is standing at the winning line waiting for you he's cheering you on he knows you will be able to do it come on child of god you're going to do it whatever job went through whatever people went through in the bible we see that they had faith in god and god knew that what they were facing they had the capacity some wanted to break under the pressure some felt the pressure but god knew when we see church history when we see people in the church and in business or different things god knew the capacity they carry and sometimes when God has taken us, not sometimes, when God takes us through storms and when God takes us through tests, God is busy increasing our capacity. Somebody needs to get ready because what you are going through, God is actually telling you what you carry, what you're gonna, what you are carrying and the capacity you're going to carry. That's why you need to know what you are and who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. A gold prospector brings his all sample into the assayer offers to be tested. The sample itself may not be worth more than a few rands, but the approval, the official statement about the ore is worth millions. It assures the prospector that he has a gold mine. God's approval of our faith is precious because it assures us that our faith is genuine. It shows us that our faith is genuine. Sometimes love is tested in a marriage. Love is tested in a relationships. Sometimes you are tested. You know, sometimes we can confess such nice things when things are going well. But when things go bad, we don't have the same confession. That shows that what we really confess in the good times is not as true as what we confess in the bad times. The bad times really exposes what is truly and genuinely in our hearts. Therefore, we need to get God's word in our heart so that when we are going through difficulty times, we will speak the word. We will declare the word. We will say what God says about anything in our lives. We need to get the word in our hearts. Look at Job. Job is going through difficulty times, but yet Job still confesses, my Redeemer lives. Yet Job says, even though he slay me, yet will I trust him in. Job still says, he knows the way that I'm going to take. Job saw this. Job had faith in God. Joseph did not curse God. Joseph also did not turn his back on God. But Joseph kept enduring to a certain place where he said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God turned around for the good. You meant to destroy me, but God meant it for glory. Come on, somebody. Your story is going to turn out for God's glory in Jesus' mighty name. Trials work for the believer and not against him. Paul said, and we know, all things work together for the good. To them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17. For our light affliction which is but for a moment. You are going through that trial for a moment. There's an expiry date. There's an expiry date. Walk with the Lord and that thing will expire. Walk in obedience and that thing will expire. If so, if Abraham had to if Abraham had to wrestle with God about this thing about offering up Isaac, that blessing would have delayed. But Abraham's obedience was prompt. And because he had prompt obedience, Abraham experienced a blessing. My God, my God. It says here, for the light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. There's a glory in your story. Somebody needs to praise God. 
Charles Spurgeon said this, Trials teaches us what we are. Trials teach us what we are. They dig up the soil and let us see what we are made of. Come on. Your trial is exposing your product. Your trial is exposing your work. Your trial is exposing who you really are. When the test comes, when the gold is put into the fire, the purity of that gold is tested. And that purity now has been, it's now been basically exposing what the gold is, if it's, what, what carrot gold, how much gold is really worth this. Because when that fire burns, that gold now begins to rise up and we begin to see and then the gold now, and, and, and what is pure now remains behind. The true gold remains, and impurities come to the surface. And so now the, the sayer will be able to say what, uh, what, what carrot or how much gold this is really worth. Come on, somebody, we need to understand this. God is busy digging up our soil so that we can see what we are made of. Sometimes we have, we, 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 we are rejects. Um, I, I need, I, 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 it doesn't sound right to say that, but our faith is rejected. Sometimes our, not sometimes, most of the time, our faith is rejects. We are rejects. We, are, we, we In South Africa, we, we would call it Fong Kong. Fong Kong. Because you buy something that has the label, but it's not bought, it's not, it's not manufactured by the real, by the, by the true people. And so the test of that product also goes through this. And you actually discover that this thing is not really as, um, as, it, as the name brand says, because it's not original. God brings us through this test to make sure that our faith is original. Listen to Paul. The Apostle Paul was one who suffered tremendously for the gospel. He was shipwrecked three times, stone beaten with rods three times, constant danger, jailed, rejected by his own countrymen, experiencing many times of nakedness, hunger, thirst, fasting, fear, destitution, sleeplessness. He said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to compare to the glory which shall be revealed in us now that is a faith perspective paul sees the sufferings of this present time different and he now looks through a different islands and paul sees the suffering nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us that is what paul there's a glory child of god there's a glory about to be revealed in your marriage there's a glory about to be revealed as you are going through this test couple hold on trust god apply the word apply the word in your business apply the word in your life and you will begin to experience that which god has for you Trials rightly used will help us to mature. Trials rightly used will help us to mature. What God does, what does God want to produce in our lives? God wants to endure and wants to produce in us patience, endurance, and the ability to keep going when things are tough. That is what God wants to do. God wants to us to keep going when things are tough. The Bible says in Romans 5 verses 3 and 4, we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulations work at patience and patience experience and experience hope. In the Bible, patience is not a passive acceptance of circumstances. It is a courageous perseverance in the face of suffering and difficulty. Immature people are always impatient. Mature people are patient and persistent. Impatience and unbelief usually go together, just as faith and patience do. The Bible says in Hebrews 6 and verses 12, be followers of them who through faith and patience inherited the promises. Through faith and patience inherited. Now many of us has missed it. Many of us has missed it. I'm one of them that has missed it big time many times in my life. 
because patience has not been a strong point in my life. But I said this time around, Lord, I'm not going to do things without you directing me and without you confirming and without you, without knowing. I want to encourage you. The Bible says they inherited the promises because of faith and patience. Now, if we do not have faith and impatience, we will then mess it up. And we're going to look later in on some of the people that didn't have patience and what happened. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Hebrews 10 and verse 36, for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Come on. That after you, now you're in need of patience. Now there's a time period. There's, there's, there's an instruction, there's carrying out the instruction, and then there's the waiting period before the fulfillment of that promise. And usually the in-between, the in-between is the place where many of us lose the promise or, or, or bought the promise. Because in the waiting process, we do our own thing or we do what God is not pleased with and we miss the promises of God. Many of us has missed the greatest blessings because we did not endure the trials faithfully. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 28 and verse 16, he that believeth shall not make haste. Meaning when we trust God, we shall not be hasty. We shall not be impatient. We shall wait on the process of God to be complete and experience God's ultimate plan and blessing. Child of God, I'm telling you today, I've missed it big time many a times. And I promised myself as I reached the age of 40, God, I don't want to miss you no more. I'm going to trust you. I want to wait on you. I want to believe until you bring it to pass. God wants, wants to make us patient because that is the key to every other blessing. God wants us to be patient because that is the key to every other blessing. The little child who does not learn patience will not learn much of anything. When the believer learns to wait on the Lord, then God can do great things for him. Abraham ran ahead of God, married Agar and brought great sorrow into his home with Ishmael. Moses ran ahead of God, murdered a man, and had to spend 40 years with the sheep to, list, to learn patience. Peter almost killed a man in his impatience. Saul in the Old Testament lost everything because of his impatience. In the book of 1 Samuel 13, 8 to 14, when he could not wait on Samuel the prophet to come. The only way the Lord can develop patience and character in our lives is through trials. Endurance cannot be attained by reading a book, by praying, or listening to a good sermon. Endurance comes through trials when we go through it and endure it God's way. We must go through the difficulties of life. We must go through the difficulties of life. There's no shortcuts. Trust God. Obey Him. The result will be patience and character. Knowing this, we can face trials joyfully. We know what trials will do in us and for us. And we know that the end result will bring glory to God. This fact explains why, why, why studying the Bible helps us to grow. Let's look at it. Romans 5, 15 and verse 4 as we come to the conclusion today of this message. Hallelujah. Romans 15 and verse 4. 
For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and encouragement they provide, we might, we might have hope. And so when we read the Old Testament, when we read the stories of people that had to go through processes, it should be an encouragement to us, not a discouragement. When we look at the process of Joseph, Joseph 13, David maybe 17 years, Job was seven months, and many others went through some tests and trials. Ruth, before she became one of the women in the genealogy of Christ, what she needed to go through, the processes. This should be encouragement to us. When we read the biographies of great men and women of God, it should be encouragement. When we go through the studies of God's generals, we see the pros and the cons of these generals of God and what it ended up to be. Child of God, let us begin to read the scriptures. Let us begin to get hope from those who have been through it. And let us be encouraged today as God strengthens us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So as Abraham, Joseph, Moses, and David, and even our Lord, we realize that God has a purpose in all our trials. God fulfills his purpose as we trust him. There's no substitute for an understanding mind. Satan can defeat the ignorant believer, but he cannot overcome the Christian who knows his Bible and understands the purposes of God. My prayer today is to you, child of God. So we're going to go to part three and part four of this sermon series. We trust in God that you understand, even in this month where we are titling this month or the theme of this month is the month of great reward. We want you to understand there's great rewards after you have gone through the process. There's great things in store for you. Look at Abraham's great reward in the book of Genesis 22. After he did what God wanted him to do, he walked into mega breakthrough. He walked into mega blessings. Child of God, if you fulfill God's things the way God wants you to fulfill it. There's nothing you there's nothing that you know there's things that we have that we have not experienced because we have not gone through it God's way. Yes, Pastor, but pray for me. I need patience. I can't pray for you for patience. You need to go through what God has wanted you to go through. And when you have stood the test of time, you will now be able to rise above the storm. I pray today, when Jesus humbled himself to the death of the cross, God gave him a name that is above every other name. When Abraham obeyed God, God made him the father of nations. When Joseph endured his trial, God lifted Joseph up to become second in command in a foreign land. When Job went through his trials, God gave him double blessings. I want to encourage you, child of God, when we do things God's way, there's no telling what God can do. One blessing can change your whole life. The blessing of the Lord makes rich adds no sorrow. May you continue to endure. May you continue to go in the crushing, there is oil. In the pressing, there is oil. God has great things in store for you. Get ready, child of God. Arise and shine. The light of God has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Now, without Christ, we are unable to endure the trials. We are unable to walk through this because the Bible says Christ infuses us with inner strength on the inner man. Without Christ, we do not have that strength. So you need to receive. We need to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. If you want to receive Jesus today as Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you are the Son of God. Today, I repent of my sins. I repent of my rebellion. I repent of turning my back on you. Today, I come unto you. I give you my life. I surrender. 
in jesus mighty name if you have said that pray believing full in your heart you are a child of god today i release the blessing of god over you may god bless you and keep you may the lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you may the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace may the lord put his name upon you and bless you child of god be blessed in jesus name amen and amen